1: Guys, welcome to Talking League. The Canary Bulldogs, their 2022 NRL Fantasy Preview is on today. Now they finished sixteenth with the wooden spoon in two thousand and twenty-one. Lots of gains, lots of losses. But before we do that, let's bring the boys in. Carl, it's good to have you back on for the first time this year. And mate, what are you thinking of the Canary Bulldogs' fortunes for, for this year, mate? Yeah,
0: they've um they've had some really good pickups this year. They've scored some really good players and some real good uh, um, experienced players that are really going to add some value to their pack and also to their, to their back line and especially um, their halves. So, yeah, I think um, I think they're going to do pretty well this year. I'm not expecting top eight, but I'm expecting them to to do better than the wooden spoon, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. Ed, do you, do you expect a bit of bounce back, mate? There's plenty of fantasy relevance in this one, mate.
2: Yeah, I don't think they can be as bad as they were last year. That was sort of, almost breaking records for how crap their offense was. <laughs> they've brought in some new offensive players, so they've definitely got to improve. I wouldn't go getting too carried away, predicting them in the top eight just
1: yet, though. Yeah, I think you're right, mate. But having a look at the 2022 gains, as you boys said, Matt Burden, Josh Adokar, Brent Naden, Matt Dufty, Paul Vaughan, Tavita Pango Jr., Josh Cook, Max King, and Braden Burns. So some impressive signings there. 2022 losses, Nick Kotrick, Nick Meany, Ran off Tony, Wapawadi, Adam Elliott, Lachlan Lewis, Dylan Napa, Siona Katoa, Dean Brits, Chris Smith, James Romanausis, Brad Dietz, Watson Halita, Kiko Manu, Christian Croydon, Hiku, Ogden, and John Aziata. And looking at their, it's a tough road, their first 10 rounds. Like, they won't want to lose the games against the Cowboys and Broncos to start because they could go 0-10. Their draws: Eagles, Storm, Panthers, Rabbitohs, Broncos, Roosters, Raiders, Knights. So a really, a really brutal, really brutal one, boys. Rough. Yeah, very rough. All right, boys, let's rip in. How good is this play? All right, boys. It's, like I said, plenty of fantasy relevance. But Ed, let's start with you. You're really liking TPJ, mate. He comes in at a price of 668k. we a break even at 54. Tell me the value, mate.
2: Yeah, I am a big fan. He's been in and out of my team, um, but he's definitely a recommended buy. Now, When he's healthy and, just, and starting in the second row, his average is about 57. Mm. Um, now he's going to lose about three points for, from um, the change in rules around the tackle bus, but that'll be offset by the increase <laughs> of points through um, offloads to hand because he'll probably do one or two of those every game. So I'm projecting his score average to be 57. So that's a few points of value there. But when it's a gun with um, a DPP on a difficult position, um, that's
1: plenty enough value, really. Yeah, good. I'm glad you see the value too, mate, because I projected him at 60. So I'm glad I'm not the only madman out there. But are you scared about his maybe suspension history? Does that put you off a touch? Yeah,
2: it does put me off a little bit. It's the only real bad point about him. I don't know exactly how the carryover point system works, but he's clearly on the bad end of that scale. So all he has to do is look at someone funny and suddenly he's
1: suspended for three weeks. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that even when he comes, you know, starts in the middle, he, he always scores well, even off low minutes. Like, he's, he's went around one to three last year when he played prop. He averaged 65 from 48 minutes. So the boy can really turn it on and turn it on quick. But, Kyle, anything to add to what me and Ed said so far, mate?
0: Yeah, he's going to be, um, I'm personally not going to start with him, uh, but he's definitely on my watch list and I'm just going to see how he starts the year off. Um, Had a bit of a mixed bag last year and it was, you know, he was all over the place with clubs that he was at. So it'll be interesting to see how he starts off this year and if he is settled at the dogs. I think he's pretty well settled, Um, but it's just going to be interesting to see how he starts and how he fits in and what sort of minutes and and sort of role he plays.
1: Yeah, just too risky for you, Colt?
0: should be 80, you think. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, not risky at all. No, I think he's a great bite, But I've just opted for some different options this year. Um, and I just want to watch him for the first couple of games and just see how it goes.
1: Yeah, fair call. Now, the next guy that we're both, well, three of us looking at, Matt Burden. Now, dual player, 593k, a break even at 48, moving over from Penrith. He's the main man now in the halves. But, Kyle, I'll start with you, mate. Talk to me a little bit about Matt Burden. Yeah, come
0: from uh, yeah, come over from the Panthers. Obviously, he's going to add a huge bit of um, experience to that doggies um, uh, halves pairing. Uh, don't know who he's going to be with yet. Obviously, and, um, it's a pretty funny one to try and guess who is yet because no one really knows. But um, yeah, he um, his career average when playing 5'8 is sixty one, and that's nine ninety nine games, and that was all from last year. And, uh, obviously, partnering. Um, Nathan Cleary. Some of those games, sorry, he wasn't with Cleary. Sorry, no, six games at 5'8", sorry, averaging 60.8, career average of 61. Sorry. Um, Yeah, I think he's – I'm definitely starting with him. I think that there is a huge amount of value there. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what happens with his kick meters, um, but I think it'll be crazy for them to leave – tell him to leave his boot in the changing rooms. He offers a huge – um, value to their kicking game with that mighty boot that he has.
1: Yeah, Ed, I'm a little bit off him. Remember I sent you that the article about Barrett saying he probably won't be... Well, he wants the number seven and nine to lead the team and him to sit back a little bit and just focus on that running game. But I still project him around 250 kick metres. You think that's fair, man?
2: Yeah, I think that probably sounds about right. Um, so he's, he's going to lose five or six points from kick metres um, regardless. But I think he'll d I think he will do a lot of the kicking still. He's got the biggest boot in the team, so I think they'll use it. I think Barrett's more referring to just getting the ball at first receiver and sort of organizing the team round. I don't think they'll take too much kicking away from Burden.
1: Yeah. Ed, you've been around pedigree, mate. Talk to me about the draw and how much this might affect Burden. Are you finding that maybe we might wait until after round two? If he wasn't a centre, I'd consider
2: waiting. But with his 48 break even, I've got him projected to be sort of be mid fifties as long as it's not um, Flanagan that's next to him. So I think he he does have value, and he's just going to be so much better than most other centres. Like if you go get a cheap some cheap shitter like um, Suwali, for example, as your starting centre, it's going to be pretty rough seeing like when games when Suwali gets you like 20 mm. and you see Burton going out and get 60. Like, a bit tough watch, so I'll be getting him straight away.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think he's going to see a lot of traffic as well when you think he's the main the main man. And you think that edge, that edge is terrible in defense that's been proposed, right? TPJ is an awful edge defender. Naden's a terrible edge defender. And then we, even we've seen in Origin, Addo Carr get caught out time and time again. So he's not the greatest defender either. So I see, I think that... Being the attack side, and that also being where all the traffic comes in, in a, in defence as well. So I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if he has twenty to twenty five points just from tackles. But what I did notice, I is him as centre, he misses a lot of tackles. Did you Did you notice that Ed?
2: Yeah, uh, I think he'll miss less tackles, uh, less of his attempts in the halves as he will at centre. Out centre, you're defending a much wider amount of space mm. against faster players. At least when you're closer in towards the middle, you've got a bit more help around you, and you're not trying to cover as much space.
1: Yeah. Boys, let's put a let's put a projection on it. Is 55 too high? Is it somewhere between 50 55, Cole?
2: Yeah,
0: I I had a little look at that, and um, uh, with you said with the tackles, um, I've got him projected around about 55, but I wouldn't be surprised if he scored around 57 or 58
1: average. Okay. Ed, where are you at, man?
2: Yeah, I think if Everillo's his half partner, it's going to be roughly fifty-five. And I think um, if it's Flano, it'll be roughly fifty because if it's Flano, then Flano's going to take the goal kicking points off him.
1: Yeah, good point. Is it if it is Flano? Is that something that you would kind of take him out of your buy basket then, man? I'd, he'd still be in the mix,
2: but um, that would that would stop him being a certainty in my team. That would. I'd be open to moving him on if that was the case.
1: Okay, nice. Now, Kyle, you want to have a look at Josh Jackson before we move on to Dudsman, because this guy, you know, he did a really good breakout fantasy season. After being off the edge, they moved him into the middle last year. And yep. with the dual positioning, what is he, he comes in mm-hmm. around just under 800K, is it, this year, is it?
0: No, nah, he's, uh, standby. by. Um, no, nah, he comes in at, see, a 760K uh, dual mid-edge uh, only 1.1% ownership too, so uh, that's that's um, not too bad. But yeah, better, better guys for around that price. But I just wanted to touch on him because there's been a few people that have asked me about him and, and that are interested in him. Mm. Um, his career average at lock, um playing over 60 minutes, which he generally plays 60 minutes plus, is, is 58.5. Um, 16 of his 17 games he played last year at lock, he averaged 57.8. Um, Average is seventy four point one minutes a game, um, forty six point one tackles, and about a, around about one hundred and thirteen average meet, run meters. Um, his he's all base. Um, he doesn't rely on attacking stats whatsoever to to um, score his points. So he's not going to be affected by these new new rules. So I think he's he's a great option. Um, but I do think there are better players around. Hey, um,
1: if you're going to study him, you have to pick him, mate. Don't yeah, you put these studs on. <laughs>
0: He's a stud, but he's a stud and I just wanted to talk about him because there are a lot of people asking me about him. And so I wanted to to bring him up and I wanted to let people know. Very um that's, that's one of my cons is that he there are better players than him, but he is definitely one that to keep an eye on and, and if he does drop any price, pick him up. But yeah, for me he's he, he's a
1: Definitely a one to, to watch. Okay, cool. No, 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 no. All right, boys, dud time. Now, Ed, you are looking at JAC. Who's that, Car. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep,
2: definitely. Um, it's just the classic Eddie rule, which is don't buy shit wingers from shit teams, especially when they're not cheap.
1: <laughs> the Ed rule. <laughs> Give yourself a rap. So you think you just got pedigree. You can just name rules now. This is a good rule.
2: Don't buy shit wingers from shit teams, is there especially a, if they're not cheap. Yeah.
1: Is there also a rule that what might be at another club might not be at the other? Like Storm versus Bulldogs? Is that a, a fair rule?
2: Yeah, well, the wing, the ball he's going to be getting playing on the wing for the Bulldogs is definitely going to be worse than the ball he was getting playing on the wing for the Storm. Yep. It's
1: He's at the end of the line. <laughs> Would you have a look at him if he ever went to fullback? Or is that even worse? If he got,
2: if he got way cheaper, but I don't think he'd be a good fullback. Does the bloke even have any ball plagues? I don't even
1: think he can pass.
2: And he can't tackle?
1: Yeah. You may as well scrap run. that straight away. All right, Kyle, on you, mate. Brent Nathan, This left side's going to... Mate, it looks like this whole left side's the only fantasy relevant part of the Bulldogs right now. But talk yeah. to me about why you don't like Brent Nathan
0: Because he is mud. But uh, no, um, (laughs) there's plenty of centre options around this year. If you're going to pick this dude, you're doing something wrong. (laughs) Um, He's burnt plenty of people in the past, and I've seen him score minor scores. Um, uh, He he has a lot of errors in his game. He relies heavily on attacking stats. And as I said, he's riddled with negatives, no value at all. And he's actually, when I look at it, he's actually overpriced. So there's another another, uh, thing there for you to stay away. Um, they got plenty of centres too. They've got some good centres this year. I'm, I'd be surprised if if Brent Naden even got a place in the seventeen. Well,
1: that's the thing. Even the year before last, when he was in the seventeen in the centres, he was so yeah. he was, he wasn't even relevant then, and he was scoring tries. But, so, I
0: think, yeah, exactly. I think mm.
1: you're, a lot of people have as well asked me a lot about Naden, so I'm glad you covered him there, mate. But <laughs> don't uh, touch him. Yeah, Jake Avril mine. I just think from some of the things that Ed said as well, it's just the risk of. Him and Burden together in the halves. I think he's gonna be the one that when you think he had three hundred and thirty four kick meters on average last year. Plus he was the goal kicker. So I can see his goal kicking getting lost and then his kick meters to shrink dramatically. So with the new scoring rules, I think he would probably be maybe a high thirties, low forties sort of guy, but he's priced at that mid forties at forty five. So you're probably gonna be losing money straight off the bat. So I think he can do a lot better than Jake Avrilo this year. All right, boys, move T- some TK? cashies. Yeah, mate.
0: Hey, quick one. Do you think if Evo doesn't play in the centres, uh, sorry, in the halves, he'll play in the
1: centre? No, I don't think so. I think they've got Naden and they've got a couple of young kids, and they're also what well, they've got Shoop as well, who they really, really yeah. like. So Braden I've, Burns, yeah, Braden Burns over from south So there's a few. There's another young kid doing the rounds as well. So I don't think so, man. Maybe 14. Yep. All right, Cashy. All right, boys, I'll go first because I really like rate this guy's name's Chris Patolo, so you've really got to put him on your radar for the trials. 300K, he's got a break even at 24. Now, he debuted with five rounds to go last year, and he pretty much, say, six games to go. I've played the last five, so my apologies. And he averaged 26 from 33 minutes. Now, he's a local junior, and that's something that both Phil Gould and Trent Barrett want to quite push. And he got a big rap by Trent Barrett in, in an article that uh, The Telegraph published last week in an interview that he did, so... With RFM, Raymond Faitel and Mariner, he's only started running, so he's really, really running the clock really close to that round one, and I don't think he could play 80 minutes anyway, but this guy could be the smoky that you need to take that right edge. I've heard from a few of my sources at the Doggies that he's been getting some first team minutes in all their scrimmages on that right right edge, so he only played one game in New South Wales Cup last year, and he only played for 12 minutes of it, so there's no really New South Wales Cup stats that we've got, but... Yeah. Having a look at what we got, he's got a PPM of 0.75, so not too bad for a rookie. And uh, they've put a lot of work into this young kid. He's 110 kilos, he's 20 years old, and I think he's a star in the making. So keep Chris Patola, 300k edge on your radar. But boys, just moving to your guys and uh, cashy time. Ed, this is going to be interesting. And you know, I mentioned Raymond Faitel and Mariner. He was one of our first conversations when Fantasy opened a few weeks ago. But talk to me a little bit about him, mate.
2: Yeah. Like you said, he, he does have a bit of an asterisk beside his name here because this is reliant on him actually starting in round one, which there's probably a good chance it might not happen. But yeah. if he does, um, RFM, average um, between 2018 to 2020, over those three years, he averaged between 47 to 51 in each three years. Um just come back from a couple of injuries so even if you project that to a drop drop down to about 40 to 45 like it's massive value but again I'm not sure that he's going to recover enough from this injury and get fit enough to actually start in round one
1: yeah he's a bit of a diamond in the rough right you just got to keep him just in the in the back of your mind just for when he does start and get some good minutes right
2: yeah um in, in draft footy, you could probably pick him up just counting on him coming back soon. He'd fall pretty down, bit low down the list if he doesn't start round one.
1: Yeah, for sure. Kyle, explain this, mate. How is Matt Bird a cashy, mate?
2: <laughs> so,
0: no, no, so a no, uh, shooter cashy. Uh, I'll put my narrative together, bro. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's coming in at 593. Average of 48.6. He's got that 48 BE. Um, career average when playing 5.8. 61, nine games. We know he's going to be playing there. Um, and as I said before, in 2021, he played six games at 5'8", and average 60.8. I know that was for the Panthers, but as TK alluded to before, and this is one of the notes I had, they're going to probably send a lot of traffic down their left edge, and it's going to be more tackles, which is going to, I think is going to bump his average up. And if he does average 55 for the year, he's still seven points under value at the start. So that's seven points of value which um, would take him, it's about there will be about an 80K increase in his current current uh, starting price. And realistically, I actually see him averaging more than 55. I'm actually seeing it around 57, 58, which gives you 10 points of value, which is north of 100K. <laughs>
1: Didn't you say 50, like, two minutes ago?
0: No, 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 I said 55, <laughs> but I said I thought it would be a bit higher.
1: I'm going to put you in trap city, Kyle.
0: So, <laughs> so no, I think he's going to average more than... than um, his current 48 uh, average that he's starting at, and I think he's actually going to uh, earn you a bit of money.
1: Okay, nice. Something different. Now let's move, boys. Trap city bitch, trap, trap city
2: bitch, trap, trap city bitch, trap city bitch, trap city bitch, trap, trap
1: city bitch. Oh, now, Ed, uh, Kyle mentioned Naden before. Now, you're not high on this guy either. Anything to add that Kyle didn't from before?
2: Yeah, I just career average of 26 at centre. That was playing for a good team. Not sure why at 5 or 6% of coaches that own him um, <laughs> think that he's going to score better than that while playing for a shitter team. Um,
1: the Ed rule, mate. There's
2: nothing there. <laughs> yeah. He's not a winger, but se- a, a centre <laughs> like him with a low work rate is not much different to a winger.
1: Yeah, true that. Now, Cole, who did you have? You had the, or every half-butt burden. Is that what you said?
0: Yep, I did. <laughs> Yep, I
1: did. Sit on the fence, mate. So you're just picking, what, all of them?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Apart from birding. Any, 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 yeah, all the except
1: <laughs> Fair enough. That's what Corv said in one of the other shows last night as well. All right, boys, I had Josh out of car pretty much for the same reasons as Ed said. You know, being at the, the Storm and Bulldogs are two different clubs. He got finally fantasy relevant last year with a few good scores. But, yeah, I just think those tries are going to dry up quite a dramatically from at the doggy so i think he'll struggle all right boys let's finish off with a little bit of draft talk all right so kyle josh jackson who you gave a massive rap to as a stud in the opening of the show talk to me about kind of where you'll draft him in terms of value where where do you see him mate um
0: yeah, well, we already know that this year that the middles are a little bit uh, slim pickings. Um, I would probably pick them up uh, early round, probably early round about round three. Okay. Uh, I'd look at early round three. Obviously, I'd be prioritising uh, wing fullbacks and halves ahead of... of um, of Josh Jackson, unless it was a more more a better middle someone like Haas. But yeah, for me, Josh Jackson would be around three pick.
1: But... Yeah, it could be bloody valuable this year with that jewel, yep. especially yeah, if you can definitely. pick up if you can pick up fifty five points every week, and you've got a jewel that you can keep moving. Especially with the you know with Corona Ball ahead of us, you know we could be mm. missing a lot of players. He could be very valuable yep. for a draft team.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Boys, I have got Luke Thompson, who was just a middle, but same to like Josh Jackson. They get through a heap of work. And he's one of those guys, I wouldn't pick him up probably before, pick four, but he would be probably a handy first middle that you could pick if you've gone, like Cole said, for a lot of these wing fullbacks or halves. But, yeah, I can just see him scoring 50, 52 points for each week. He just gets through the minutes, gets through the work, and he won't let you down. But you've gone a little bit differently here, Ed. You've gone, again, to back your man, your cashier RFM. Where would you actually take him if you were doing draft, man?
2: Yeah, see, my narrative around him is that... If he doesn't start in round one, um, the people you're playing against this might completely overlook him and you might be able to get him as one of the absolute later picks. And then a few couple of weeks later, he might be in the starting team banging out 45 a game and you got him as one of your last picks. Yeah, I think that's a realistic proposition.
1: Yeah, you made some good and you know analysis from a couple of shows ago when you you mentioned that where people print off their lists and then you pick up these good players at the end because you know what the projections are compared to what they did in an injury plague season like they did last year right
2: yeah especially when all their focus is on the round one tlt as opposed to what might happen in a couple of weeks time
1: hey it's really good to see you using the word narrative too now man
2: <laughs> yeah, mate. You guys have been using it so much, it's rubbed off on me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Finally. Well, boys, good show. And next we'll have is the Broncos. So you want to be stay tuned for that. Me and Ed and Kyle, we've got some differing views on Kobe Heverington coming up. So I think this might be a few fireworks yeah. in this one. But, yeah. So stay tuned for this one. I'll play the team song, but thank you everyone for tuning in, and we'll catch you next on the Talking League.
2: the yeah. Who let the dogs out? Who? Who let the dogs out? Hooray, 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 hooray. Who? let the dogs out?
1: So you guys